Spotlight. I'm your host, Michelle Prince, founder and CEO of Performance Publishing Group, making a difference one story at a time. We'll be shining the light on successful founders, entrepreneurs, business owners, and leaders that are getting results and making a difference. We'll talk about how they built their businesses, are creating movements, and leveraging the power of authority in their own lives. Be sure to stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. Let's get started. Hey everybody, this is Michelle Prince, host of the Power of Authority Spotlight, where we connect with successful founders, entrepreneurs, business owners, and leaders about how they built their businesses, how they're creating movements, and leveraging the power of authority in their own lives. My guest today, I'm so excited to introduce you to, um, but first let me do a quick message from our sponsor because this episode is brought to you by Performance Publishing Group. At Performance Publishing Group, we provide top quality, comprehensive book publishing services for soon-to-be authors. The performance publishing team has helped hundreds of people realize their dream of becoming an author. And as a partner publisher, we can offer you more than just expert guidance. We want to make sure you get the book of your dreams and reap the rewards. To learn more about Performance Publishing Group, just go to performancepublishinggroup.com. All right, let me tell you a little bit about my friend Tildy. Tildy Guajardo is a serial entrepreneur, TEDx speaker, global mentor, author, investor, and proud Army veteran. As a spiritual alchemist, she teaches others how to use challenges to create change and turn trauma into transformation. Tilsey is on a mission to help leaders and conscious organizations rethink well-being and show them how to use faith and love as the foundation for success. She is the founder of Womanars, an organization created to inspire, educate, and connect women all over the world by focusing on their spiritual, emotional, and mental well-being. Tilde is also the creator of the Divine Quotient, a practical and repeatable methodology that inspires change, growth, and happiness, even amid chaos. Her calling is to travel the world, spreading joy, love, and freedom everywhere she goes, and inspiring people to live life to the fullest by having a deeper, more meaningful relationship with the divine. Tilde, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I am too. And you know, we've, we've reconnected recently. Uh, you and I met over 10 years ago, which is so crazy to think it's been that long. We were babies. I was about to say that we were babies in, in our businesses, babies in, you know, uh, our age, maybe also for myself. Um, but no, definitely, it seems like forever ago, but it really doesn't. It kind of feels like it was just, a, a, you know, a year or so ago. Yeah, exactly. And and it's so wonderful to reconnect with you. Thank you for, for reaching out and wanting to do that. That means a lot. I just love the fact that, you know, I want to tell your audience that you were one of the first uh, women to to volunteer to be interviewed for Women Ours, my Real Women, Real Stories, Real Inspiration. And it was that um, inspirational. So thank you for having the courage to trust me and telling your story. Um, you know, when I first launched Women Ours, that meant that meant the world to me. Well, I was honored and it's, and you recently posted it. That's how we reconnected. And it was, you know, it's amazing though, how things do change, but some things stay the same and our passions and our purpose is, is I believe one of them. So I loved it. So tell us more about it. Some people are thinking, well, what is Womanars and who is Tilde? So give us more of your backstory. Yeah. So for, for, for me, at least now I'm in a hard pivot um, because I kind of, you know, you and I have talked about this before, but I kind of lost my, myself, um, in the process and listening to too many gurus, too many coaches, 
Um, you know, and when I first launched Womanars, it was just my heart and wanting to to inspire through storytelling and also to to empower women and, and encourage them by hearing stories that they could relate to and um, from successful women that had transformed themselves into the women that they they wanted to become. And so for me, you know, that was that was exciting. I had never done it before. It was something that I knew nothing about. You know, I was working full time at an at an airline at that time. And so Womanars uh, was my side hustle, but it was a passion, you know, that I had. I had gone through a traumatic divorce in 2005, which had really forced me to take a look at my life and what I was really passionate about. And since my late 20s, I had always been passionate about empowering women um, through creating curriculum and courses, teaching, speaking. You know, I led women's ministries in my my early 30s, late 20s, early 30s, and um, and loved it. Uh, but, but due to commingling too much of myself in my marriage, I put that aside and made my my partner's dreams my own. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just kind of got lost in that. And so when the divorce happened, I reconnected with myself um, and went back to to what I really wanted to do. And I decided that the second half of my life would be dedicated to doing everything that I loved, which, and one of those things is empowering women. Um, and, and that was born to, um, due to a traumatic childhood past, you know, that I can talk a little bit more about if you want me to do that as well. I love your story. And, and you know, even somebody who doesn't, or who hasn't been through a traumatic divorce can still relate because I feel like right now, especially, not just women, but a lot of women are rethinking like, okay, well, what is my, what, what is really my purpose and what is it that I really, really want? And, you know, COVID did that for all of us. I think it kind of stopped us. So some, it could be through a divorce, others, it could be through something else, but, you know, getting clarity on why you're here, you know, what is it that you bring to the world? And, um, you know, and a lot of us bring baggage, right? We, we bring (laughs) stories we haven't been through but I think that that's part of, and I'm, I'm, as you know, I'm a big believer in story. And I, I do believe that our story is a gift and the good and the bad that happens to us in our life, it is intended for a bigger purpose. And so even the painful parts. Yeah, bring absolutely. Story. Well, I know that, you know, for, for me, my, the story for me initially started and why I'm so, I call this a hard pivot, right? Because I had, when I initially started Women Ours, it was, um, and the tagline is the power of women. Yes. And when we thought about that, and when I came to that, it was about reconnecting, helping women to reconnect with God, with um, a higher power, and also to reconnect with themselves so that they can see how powerful they really are, or we really are, not only as individuals, but collectively. Mm-hmm. You know, when we come together and we actually collaborate, we're not in competition with each other. Um, and that was the initial vision I had. And like I said, it kind of got muddled up when I started to listen to too many outside voices that were all about revenue, revenue models, revenue building, you know, business, um, instead of coming straight from my heart, instead of staying in my heart, really, because the responsibility lies on me uh, for, for listening, you know, for not listening to myself and trusting myself more and trusting what I was hearing from God. So the past 
I guess, three years have been a hard pivot for me and going back and really reconnecting with my higher self, with God and um, testing, testing everything that, that, that God was giving download. I call them downloads was downloading to me. And in that process, you know, I ended up um, giving a TEDx talk based on what I had heard, what I was learning, and also developing the, the divine quotient, which was another big download. Um, because it really, you know, I'd interviewed over 100 women on camera, met with hundreds more over coffee. And throughout that process, what I learned was that each one of us have gone through the same sort of transformation process. You know, we go and which is a divine quotient, it's four things that four steps that I take people through. And that is, um, who am I, our identity, you know, identifying our strengths, um, who we are, what we're passionate, passionate about, um, and, and rediscovering ourselves, really, the second thing is to innovate, you know, how do we want to change? What are the things that, or what area of our life is causing us the most suffering or pain, right? And what are the habits that we might want to consider changing in order to, um, or tweaking it even, because a lot of times I find, you know, people want to do these big changes when it's really just that one thing um, or habit that you can change or tweak that can make a world of difference in your life. So that's the second thing is innovating, really rethinking um, and looking to see what area of your life, you know, are you in a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset? Which area of your life are you more judgmental than, uh, than others? So that's the second step. The third step is the influence. Um, and how do we influence? And I really believe that that begins with self-love. Mm. You know, how am I loving? How am I showing up in the world? And a huge question in this, in this step is, who do I believe God is? And if God is love, how do I define love? Um, because a lot of times, and what I learned in my own life, you know, experiencing a traumatic childhood the way that I did, I had a lot of anger, fear, and shame that I had to work through. And, but I also realized that my belief in who I thought God was and the way God saw me was the way that I was showing up in the world. So I was not only angry and fearful at myself because of what I had experienced, but I also thought that God was angry at me. I thought that He was ashamed of of me and that I was afraid of God, you know, I was fearful, um, suffering consequences, you know, coming from a Catholic background, um, and things like that. So I, there was those things that, that I realized. Um, and once I, I, I transformed that anger, fear, and shame into faith, hope, and love, then I started to show up differently, right? Because I no longer believed that God was angry at me or ashamed of me, but I, um, I believe that he loved, I believe that he loves me um, just as I am. And so I started to show up that way. And I not only began to show up that way, but I started to see people that way too, Yes. right? I didn't project that anger, fear, and shame anymore, um, which is what a lot of victims of trauma end up doing and don't even realize mm-hmm. that they're doing, right? So for me, it just changed my life. And so that's the third thing, the influence. How are you showing up in the world? And, um, and we go back to self-love. How can I love myself? And the way that I, I define the influence is, is um, kind of like when you lose weight, 
mm-hmm. right? It's people want to know what you're doing. Yes. Right. And so when you tell them your story of how you transformed yourself mm-hmm. to the, from where you were to where you are now, they're willing to do whatever, right? If they're also interested in losing weight and in being healthier. Um, so the same thing happens when you transform yourself from the inside out. People see this joy, this love, this light that they didn't see before. And so you start to influence people because they start to ask you, like, you know, if you if they know you're going through a hard time, like through my traumatic divorce, people always ask me and still ask me, I don't know how you did it, but you kept your your sanity, you kept your health, your head held high, you know, you didn't go low, (laughs) which could have been really easy. Um, and you just handled it with grace and and so it's that type of influence, right, that, that we're able to, to put out into the world. Um, and the fourth thing is the, um, the power factor, the impact. And so how, how do you want to create impact, right? Because once we influence, um, then we're able to make an impact into the world. And so you can do that in various different ways, whether it's monetary Um, you know, whether it's the environment that you're really passionate about. But once you have that influence over people, then you're able to create that impact in whatever way that your heart and you're passionate about. So for me, it's women and girls, right? And it's giving back somehow to that. It's volunteering my time. It's my my resources, whatever it might be. It's doing podcasts, you know, when people ask me to do and just making the impact in in, uh, allowing people to hear my story. That's so amazing. Oh my gosh. So who am I? Step two is innovate. In step three is influence and step four is impact. All right. That's amazing. I love this. Gosh, you and I have so we think very similarly on a lot of things. There's a couple of things you even said, like the uh, I call them downloads as well, which is funny. Yeah. And um, we have the same back, Catholic background and all that. So all that comes together, but I, and this all ties together because the show is called the power of authority. And what I define as authority is not this, like you're in charge and you get power over people. It's influence. It's the ability to impact someone's life because they're willing to listen to what you have to say. And just because you want to say something doesn't mean people want to listen. So you have to do something right to influence them to, to, um, you know, to want to hear what you have to say. So I love that. And, and that is so, all of this is so important. Again, not just for women, but especially for women though, because we do have a lot of influence on people, whether it be in our immediate family, whether it be in our community. Um, and so I, I, I just would love to see this become a, a bigger ripple effect, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, when you think of, and I was yesterday, I was meditating and I was thinking about, you know, how powerful we really are as women. Um, and there's, um, I think there's a misconception that, you know, we're not that powerful. Mm. But if you just look at the power that we have collectively, the power of the purse, right? We make 86% of the household decision, purchasing decisions. And if we would just really use that and leverage that somehow in making a difference, not in the world that we really want to create. I I mean, it's mind boggling. When I was in meditation, I was thinking, oh my gosh, that would just be huge because where do companies um, look to first, right? Where do they listen? How do we get them to listen? Well, they listen when it affects their bottom line. Right. And so if 
a company is not um, treating its employees correctly and not, you know, being as as uh, conscious as I would like them to be or think that they should be and they don't align with my values, then I have the power right. to take my purse somewhere else. And so I've really been more cognizant about that the past few years in that, you know, using Amazon, for instance, you know, all the rumors about Amazon, the way that their employees are being treated. I don't use Amazon unless I absolutely have to. Mm, that's that's one of the decisions that I've made for myself. I shop locally instead of, you know, outside of the local area as much as I possibly can. Things like that, that I think we really need to be more mindful about in order to make a difference in the world that we want to live in. Because if you just keep doing the same things that we're doing and contributing to the systems that we keep contributing to, we're never going to make a difference that way. No. So you mentioned something to me about your, I want to know more about how you're helping people with this, because I think that the divine quotient, getting that clarity on who, who am I and how can I show up in the world and serve people? Um, you do this in a couple of different ways. One of the things you'd mentioned was your 40 day uh, yeah. spiritual development and the masterclass. Talk more about that. And, and, and if there's even other things that you're doing beyond that. Yeah. Well, right now I'm reaching out to different um, people that I know that are leaders of organizations in this 40 and reaching out and wanting to share the 40 day transform transformation journey that I created, which is a 40 day um, devotional, basically. Okay. And so there how that came about is I was really struggling last year, to be honest with you, with my own mental health. And so I just decided I was having a hard time meditating. I was I was just. I was waking up with anxiety, which I've never had before. Yeah. I mean, I'm a pretty calm, cool, joyous person. Yeah. And so it really dumped me, you know, how, why I couldn't just dig myself out of it. I'm very self-aware. And so this time it was just like, okay, God, I'm just going to sit and ask, what do you want me to know today? Taking it one day at a time, peeling it all the way back, going back to the basics. What would you like for me to know today? And I got these divine downloads. Every day, I would just sit and wait. I would sit and listen. And no matter how long it took or how little time it took, you know, I wrote down um, these, these messages that I received. Mm -hmm. And um, I had initially said, you know, I'm going to make it 30 days. And so then when I hit 30, the Lord was like, no, 40. I was like, 40, why 40? And I, I just didn't ask. I just went for 40. And so um, I created this daily devotional, you know, that has the downloads. And then it also has a scripture that coincides with those downloads. Um, and so what I realized for the 40, it, you know, God always has a reason that is beyond us, but I realized with the 40 days, when I started to research it a little bit more was the 40 days to Pentecost. It's the 40 days between the, the, in the, the resurrection and the ascension, yes. right? There's 40 days of the flood, all revolves around transformation. And I thought, oh, that is so good. And it did, it transformed my mind, literally. I was, I was a totally different person. And I not only grew um, more in my faith, but it literally, my mind just totally changed and it made me surrender more. And I didn't think I could surrender more than I already had. Right, right. <laughs> I didn't think I needed to trust any more than I already did. 
but it was not only trusting and surrendering to God, Michelle. And this is the, the key part that I think for me was the biggest revelation is that I trusted myself more, wow. right? Because I was so connected and so aligned with God and God's will that my will became his will or his will became my will. And I was perfectly fine with that. And a lot of times I think we fight, right? Because we think that if we make God's will, our own will, we're going to suffer something or we're going to be in pain. And in reality, that's where we find the most joy and freedom, right? And the most love for myself, um, for God and for other people. It's like I, I was just showing up differently. I was seeing people differently. Like I saw myself in people yes. and it, I wasn't fighting. I wasn't, there was no angst. And, and I did not that I had it before, but it was just this huge open heart that I was able to show up with. And so for me, it was transformational for me. And so that's why I created the, the 40 day um, devotional so that other people might experience the same thing and, and not only read the messages, but also be open to receiving their own messages. So it's a journal as well for them. I love, love that. And I love journaling. I think that that's, that is actually how I hear from God the best. Is what I'm Yeah. And, and I want to, to re-emphasize that I'm nobody special, mm -hmm. right? God is always talking to us. Mm -hmm. It's whether or not we take the time to listen, because what he's saying to you, he meets you where you are. Yeah. And what he says to me, he meets me where I am. And that's for everyone. But all we have to do is take the time to stop and listen, to be quiet, to be still. And a lot of times I think we're so used to just praying, praying, praying and talking our heads off, you know, and even in mindfulness or, or affirmations, you know, which are great, but we don't take the time to be still, to be quiet and to actually hear um, what that next step is, you know, what is it that God wants for me to know today? Oh my gosh, gosh, so good. How can people get a hold of that journal? Um, go to iamtildy.com and it's, you just scroll down on that first page and it's right there. Okay. And you also have a masterclass. Talk about that. Yeah. So um, three ways to a uh, happier life is actually three ways to survive in the midst of chaos as well. <laughs> can anyone out there listening relate to chaos right now? <laughs> yeah. And so it just really, it really leads people, you know, into the three major areas of, of life um, for us to take a look at. And it goes into the, who am I, you know, who do I want to be? How am I showing up? Who am I surrounding myself with? And what are the things that I'm really passionate about that are bringing me joy? Um, and am I, am I really doing those things? So it really guides people back into um, also focusing on what's right with them instead of what's wrong with them. And I think that's, that's crucial right now in, in that we're being bombarded with fear constantly mm -hmm. everywhere we look, right? And so in order to rise above the chaos, to rise above that noise, we really have to know ourselves. We have to go back to what's right with me, you know, and how can I stay aligned with my higher self, with my higher power, with God and um, show up in the world without allowing those um, outside forces to really affect me, you know, and a lot of times it's as simple as thinking I'm watching too much news mm -hmm. and turning off the TV, mm -hmm. um, watching less TV, little things like that that can really make a huge difference. 
Mm -hmm. Um, Who am I surrounding myself with? You know, who are the people that, that I'm spending the most time with? Are they for my highest good? Are they encouraging me? You know, how do they speak to me? Are they speaking life or death to me? Um, Just little things like that, that I, that uh, the masterclass goes through. And it also talks, you know, one of the big things that, that I've learned is that we're energy. Mm -hmm. Um, We're spiritual beings and we're energetic. And this body is like an antenna, right? Or a magnet of what's coming to us. Yeah. So what we're thinking, what we're doing, um, who we're being Mm -hmm. is, and the world that we're creating is a reflection of stuff between our ears, right? And so when you look at your life, when I look at my life, I take full responsibility for it, first of all. Nobody's doing anything to me um, unless I give them permission to do that. And so when I look at my life and I don't like something, I have the power to change it. So, so it's up to me to decide, you know, is it something that I need to change my mindset about? Or is it something physically that I have to do to rearrange my life to, to look differently? I love it. Wow. This is so good. I mean, and I really, you and I think so much alike, I could talk to you forever. <laughs> um, I have two, two last questions though. Number one, what, um, what books or podcasts or what are you, what are you putting into your mind right now? That's that, that uh, you're enjoying, you know, um, I've been really, I don't know if it's my spirit that's become very sensitive to what I listen to, but there's only a few, um, books that, that I'm reading right now. One the Bible, The mm-hmm. Course in Miracles, which I love because yeah. I think in a lot of Christians, you know, um, kind of crap on The Course in Miracles. And I get it as, as somebody that came out of legalism and, and all that. But for me, The Course in, Miracle, in Miracles really expands on the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And um, it goes deeper into who we are and why we're here and how simple life should be, Right. And it, it really breaks the gospel down into the love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. But what I think it does is that it explains what those two commandments don't talk about. And that is in how do I love my neighbor like myself if I don't love myself, if I don't even know what love looks like or feels like, right? Right. And so it takes you into a deep dive into that. And it's beautiful for me. It's been, it's been revelation after revelation and just expanded me and, and helped me to grow in, in my love for God and my love for myself and also to, to love other people and meet them where they are. Wow. Okay. So yeah, those two, those two things and, and music for me is also critical yes. for my growth. Same, same. That in, music can instantly lift my spirits and yes. change my perspective, just like that. Exactly. Well, any, so what would you say to, uh, as parting words, what advice would you give to someone listening who may be in a state of chaos, or maybe they're just, they just want to, to be their best self. They want to live their best life. They want to serve people. They want to serve God. What would you say to them? Oh gosh, just do it. <laughs> You know, <laughs> like the first, it's the, the first thing is to really decide who you are and how you want to show up in the world and not be ashamed to do it in the unique way that you were, you were created to show up as, um, I think that's the first thing. And it's just practice, 
our whole lives are just practice, right? We're not meant to be uh, reading books and, you know, transforming ourselves in the closet or in our homes, but we're, we're supposed to do that, but then we practice and sometimes we're going to fail and sometimes we're going to do it right. And that's part of the transformation process and in just enjoying the journey of it all, not so much the destination, but just enjoying every single day as, as we're meant to be. Love it. I love it. Well, Tildy, thank you so, so much for being on the show. And don't uh, forget to go and get that 40-day spiritual uh, devotional, uh, the journal at imtildy.com. Check out the masterclass, check out everything that she's all about. And um, thank you again. Yeah. And that's thank it for you. today's show. We will see you next time on the Power of Authority Spotlight. much for listening to the Power of Authority Spotlight. If you are a successful founder, entrepreneur, business owner, or leader that's getting results and making a difference, and you'd like to be on this program, please visit performancepublishinggroup.com forward slash podcast to apply. That's performancepublishinggroup.com forward slash podcast. Also, if you got something out of this interview, please share this episode. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag, the power of authority spotlight. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content, so make sure you don't miss any episodes by subscribing. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our websites, performancepublishinggroup.com or michelleprince.com. And follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.